This is punk rock time. Welcome everybody to the least listened to segment in podcast history. Welcome to Punk Rock Talk. Punk Rock Talk, baby. And today we have a special edition of Punk Rock Talk for you. We got my buddy Nick from Batteringham in the motherfucking house. Nick, what's going on, dude? How you doing, bro? Just happy to be here. It was a you know exciting, uh, exciting episode of uh, Dynamite tonight, and was really, uh, really amped on that. So looking forward to talking some punk rock as well. Yes, dude, and and I got I gotta know. So, so where where are you from? Well, um, originally I was born in Needles, Kakalaki, um, right there, uh, <laughs> I like down down on down on the river, and uh, and then when I was twelve, right. parents got split up, and I moved to Laughlin, and then graduated high school from there, and then immediately moved to Vegas, and uh, have been here since. So you've kind of been right there on the river for quite some time, living in Needles and Laughlin, and you're just you're right there on the river. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure much a river rat. I'm sure you and I had had to have crossed paths maybe once or twice because I lived in Bullhead for a short stint when I was uh, in my earlier years. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. I do enjoy that area. I like Laughlin a lot. Laughlin's really cool. It's fun to go home and visit for a few days. Um, it's definitely kind of a it's hard now that i've been up here for for 20 plus years mm-hmm. um you know being down there for we'll call it like more than a week because after you kind of see everybody and you kind of do everything which don't take very long it's uh so, all right so what, go back to the hustle bustle right so was it like in laughlin where you uh started like peaking your interest or music started like peaking your interest and whatnot or was it before then like has it been like your entire life kind of thing or something you picked on picked up later on in life oh entire life i got i got lucky i got a family full of musicians um started with um like a family reunion uh my uncle ben which is my grandma's brother was a big guitar player and would, would bring out a pa and set up shop and do that and then i think it was around the same time that my uncle john who was a drummer uh had this really bitchin white pearl kit in my grandparents garage that he uh, promptly removed me from uh, as I was out in the garage making noise and banging on things <laughs> at five. Uh, so I put, put a kibosh to that real quick. Um, but but he was huge in terms of uh, me getting started later on too. Um, but then really my, my big influence, my cousin Mark, unfortunately he passed uh, probably almost a, about a decade ago, but he was uh, big in the scene down in Needles and, and the Tri-State and um, yeah, so I always just wanted to be like my cousin Mark. Um, good dude. Everyone loved him and, and, and a hell of a, a bass player. As hard as that is for me to say because, you know, bass players. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, to, sorry to hear that, man. We've, we've yeah. also lost a lot of good good uh, inspirations, shall we say, in our in our lives as well, Gio and I, I could say. Uh, so Mark, he was, a, he was a bassist, a well-known Mark, bassist. Well-known bassist down, down in the in the tri-state um matter uh-huh. of fact his, his drummer uh richie gonzalez is now the drummer for mest um oh, okay which which again he's uh, again a, a small town kid to, to go from needles and, and get into a, a a pretty well-known band whether you like right. him or not it's one of those things where he's, he's doing big stuff and he his dad was an amazing drummer his dad was a i want to say a, a roadie for one of them 80s hair metal bands but right. big drummer down there too and <laughs> Uh, the cool part about Mark, well, I didn't say the cool part about him, but we, um, when he passed, we ended up doing um, a couple of shows out in the desert in Needles. Uh, went out to Eagle Pass, and right after he passed, um, everybody <clears throat> had brought out uh, a bunch of bonfires and set up a PA, and we kind of had a big, you know, big show out there, kind of yeah, for cool. his his memorial. That's, and we just we called it fun. Hagapalooza because the last name's Hagstrom, and um, <laughs> that's you know, cool. Did it for the hag. That's so cool. And then That's we just awesome. did it. We did it two more years running after that. And then of course, you know, life kind of hits for everybody, and it is what it is. And the work kind of kicked sure. in too. So, planning yeah, on getting back I down get there it. soon, and and maybe planning another one. Maybe grabbing some bands. You know, grabbing you guys, heading back up there, and kind of just doing another <laughs> big desert show, which would be kind of cool. Right. Yeah, that sounds cool, man. Uh, so, back to what you were saying, kind of. Uh, 
you basically just come from a family full of musicians so i imagine just from what i imagine correct me if i'm wrong you guys you know at some family get-togethers there's just musical instruments everywhere so everyone's just kind of jamming along with each other there's somebody who kind of sings and plays guitar or something and everyone just kind of follows along one person are you guys just randomly jamming nope i got lucky um well i'll say lucky in the sense that both sides of the family did music but not everybody on both sides so um Mm -hmm. you know my uncle john was really the musician but he played trumpet too so that was the first thing i learned how to play uh when i was younger trumpet yeah, so I actually, uh, I played in UNLB's marching band. And that's what I meant to ask you, too. Like, what did you actually kind of get started on when it oh. came to, like, music and instruments and, you know? Uh, and and you're saying trumpet, so. Yeah, started off, uh, like, you know, middle school band sort of stuff. Um, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot for, for music down there, obviously. School-wise, you know, resources are limited. It is what it is. But um, when I was in Needles, I ended up getting my uncle's uh, trumpet. And then did two years of that, and was playing a little bit of guitar here and there. Where you know you you do the old thumb move because you really can't you don't have the dexterity in your fingers at all. And right, learn how to play "Smoke on the Water." <coughs> and then uh, everybody's and first then, riff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then then got to Laughlin and um, kept playing band there, but got really involved in a whole bunch of stuff once I got to Laughlin. But I would always you know find myself sneaking away. I'd get out of class early and, and finish up, you know, whatever I was getting done. And then, hey, I've got something to go do in the band room. And then literally just go in the band room and sit on a kit and try and break my right hand of my right foot um, by playing Green Jelly's, uh, or Green Jello, uh, Three Little Pigs. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Very Like, just to get my song. right foot to break from my right hand because it was, you know, I didn't have a teacher. I didn't learn. It was just trying to, I wanted to learn how to do that. My dad wanted me to play right. guitar. We didn't really have a... A space for a, a drum kit in, in our apartment right. in Laughlin. So yeah, yeah. it was yeah, here's your that, acoustic, that, learning guitar. Yep, that, and I, the same thing happened with me too, dude. Like I was in my apartment with my dad and my grandma living in uh, Southern California, and there's no fucking place to put a drum set in there, even though that's like the int- the the music, the instrument. Someone like you or I are most in- interested in the kind of people that they give us fucking horns when we get in the middle school band and we're like what the fuck dude like i kind of want to just play the drums but whatever i guess we'll just do this for now and i'll then, play with what i got like like you said you just that and and like you said like that you're in an apartment you can't really play drums so you just kind of like play it fiddle around on an acoustic and you you can still kind of figure out rhythm from there you know what i mean oh yeah and again, I was I was still playing, you know, in regular band. It was just my, you know, I was I was shoot doing. Finally, um, I want to say it was my junior year, and they brought in a new director, and I could never play first chair trumpet because my my front teeth for the longest time were just crooked, like they they mashed in the middle. So if uh-huh. you've ever played played in a mouthpiece, like you got to uh-huh. buzz real hard, right? Well, that, my teeth were buzzing my lips, so I couldn't get those high oh. notes. Wow. And my, then the, the first director was just like, well, you're just going to have to play second chair. And the second guy came in and was like, why don't we just move you to a bigger mouthpiece and play baritone? Shit, you gave me like two sure. or three solos and played baritone and flew on that thing. And then finally got to UNLV. And after my freshman year, uh, decided I had, a, I had a roommate who was playing in marching band. I was like, well, I played baritone. What do you guys need? He's like, dude, if you would, you got a sousaphone, we'd have, a, we'd have 12 dudes with a dirty dozen. I'm like... You mean the tuba? Yeah. It was a sure shit. My, my, uh, I think it was sophomore and junior year, I did marching band at UNLV with the giant tuba. <laughs> oh, and, man. And it was a blast, but that's where I ended up meeting Chad, our guitar player. Um, and, you know, we, nice. we got going after that. I, I stopped playing in marching band and got behind a kit real quick because the buddy that introduced me to him, um, both of them were guitar players and they were light years better than me. And I was like, well, I can count to four and I can play, uh, I can play three little pigs, <laughs> <laughs> and and then he just stuck it out with me until I learned how to do, you know, something. Which I mean, so three much. little pigs is basically spoke on the water, but played differently. You know, yes, I mean, it's it really like is. same chord progression. Yeah. So yeah, without is, question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, just kind of painting the picture here. Uh, so you're a freshman in college. You're in marching band and it, it kind of blows me away to even know 
that punk rockers are in marching band because someone like myself i i i couldn't even read a piece of sheet music to save my own life well dude when you're choosing your classes very young and you see band you're like fuck yeah dude i'm in a band hell yeah so it's like you know and then you get there and they're like do you want to play the trumpet or the xylophone and you're like fuck (laughs) but that's 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 the cool part about most musicians though like even like dudes in the in marching band like you'll find real quick with with a lot of really good musicians or musicians in general like they got a really eclectic mix because you can kind of find little things in yeah. everything you know what i mean you can find stuff that you can groove to in classical music oh it's like meatbag dude he could find he could pick up any instrument and then not only figure out how to play it but figure out how to shred on it and i'm like god damn it dude <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's awesome uh, and that, but 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 to the the idea of going like a metalhead or a, a punk I, i'll be honest i grew up a metal guy really um I, I kind Same. of fell into the, we'll call it the punk stuff in the sense that um, when me and Chad had, had got together and started playing, um, he had a real kind of like thrice vibe to him, like the, the riffs and stuff he was doing. And I right. loved thrice. You know, my cousin Mark again, got me hooked on thrice. They want to battle the bands playing dead bolt and kill me quickly. I was like, it's nice. It's good jams. So then, um, yeah, we ended up recording the first album with Paul Miner down in Buzzbomb in California because obviously he you know it's part of Death by Stereo but he had recorded the Thrice albums the first two and the H2O album and god he's got a, a laundry list at this point I mean even that I've Guilty seen, by Association album was recorded seen, with Paul Miner at Buzzbomb oh you mean oh, this yeah. one right here that one right <laughs> there that beautiful little album in your hand it's called I Coming Home seeing, free plug I, I remember mm-hmm. seeing H2O uh on on the top of i can't remember what casino it was downtown las vegas but they were playing a pool party and it was fucking tight dude uh mm-hmm. h2o by the h2o i guess you could say but anyways uh back to painting this picture here so you're a freshman in college you're in marching band and you're kind of having a good time but then you meet up with chad and then you actually start jamming <laughs> some stuff outside of the realm of marching band and and as you're saying you're you're not the most uh uh how how would I put this without sounding I'm, like I'm an a asshole. guy who plays drums. You, I'm not a drummer. You, you haven't you haven't spent as much time. You haven't spent a whole lot of time behind the kit at this no. point in your life. But it's time for you to start jamming some stuff outside of the realm uh, of, of that realm that you've been in. So so do you guys start like you said you were you you were a metalhead and and I as well was a metalhead too and that was kind of some of the first stuff I was playing. Were, were you starting off on metal or were you guys doing like kind of grungy stuff or punk rock or fuck country blues? What were you guys kind of like doing when you were first starting? It's always so hard to fucking, like I hate always, it sounds so fucking cliche, but where you, where you do the pigeonhole move where it's just like, it was punk because then you kind of get this, this is what this is. Or it was metal, it was, I, I always like to fucking just go back to, it's the alternative because it's just the easy way to fucking, it's the easy out. Cause to me it it's was like it was, a, it was it was it was a mix of shit. Like, like I that. couldn't pinpoint it, but to me it was when I heard it, I was like, the the riffs to me sound like Thrice, vocally and lyrically to me he sounds like Kurt Cobain. Like if you've heard Chad like real young, like yeah that real deep raspy voice, and when you look at Chad, you really how where did the fuck does that come from? Yeah, he, he's not a big dude. He's not like a hoss. It, it's it's one of those things, but he's got a, a pretty deep voice, but. It was like one of those, I just kind of got into that, and, and literally it was a matter of, I, I graduated valedictorian, I was in honors classes at UNLV, like, I was burnt out with school. Like, I just sure. was done. And it was like, so I just started spending more and more time with my buddy who had introduced me to him, uh, you know, and just going to Chad's house, and, and let's let's just jam. You guys are both great guitar players, and I can count to four. Fuck, let's, let's just do something. <laughs> right. And then we just kept doing it, and kept doing it, and then... Four or five months later, we we had five or six songs, I think, and then uh, decided to play our first show on July 4th. And um, yeah, we played at a buddy's backyard, and then after that, we just kept playing and kept playing, and then just kept going. It was <laughs> had a good time. Hell yeah. So what year? So what year was this when uh, you guys decided to play your first show? July 4th of what? 2006 i believe 2006 i'm pretty sure it was 2006 yeah so so after you know 
hell, you've been hitting it hard for 16 years now. I mean, what's some of kind of like the highlights that you've, uh, you and, uh, you know, Batteringham, or even if it isn't Batteringham, you know, some of the other bands that you had formed, what are like a couple of the highlights that you guys have done? Maybe like some really cool uh, shows you guys have been on and you got to open up for, you know, maybe some of your favorite bands or just like a couple highlights along the way. Oh, dude, we've that's, 16 that's years fun... is a lot of time, dude. And I'm just I'm proud time. to know that uh, I have a friend that's just like after 16 years, still fucking grinding it out, man. Like, that's a lot of respect to you for that. Thank you, brother. And and same to you guys. It, it's one of those things where, again, it's it's in your blood. You know, it, it's hard to once you kind of yep. get that that in you, it, it's hard to shut off. I mean, I was on the road <laughs> for four years doing construction. And I love the guys I work with, and, and I love my bosses that I had. They were good dudes. But at the end of the day, one thing was obviously I'm missing my kid, which is when you're on the road a lot, that, that was yeah. hard for me. It was hard for the wife because she was starting her new business. Yeah. Um, but, but the second one was, you know, not being able to sit behind a kit, not being able to, to, to jam. And then, of course, you know, things getting shut down for a while for everybody sucked, obviously, and, and stopped things. But yeah. once things kind of opened back up, it was just – it the timing worked out and, and I'm home. So we, we, you know, we got under the bat. We've been doing the battering hand thing for probably five, six years now. And you know, so it's, it's fun. Did you, um, so battle Battleborn was started before battering ham, right? Yes. Ba- Battleborn was started, uh, before battering ham with me and Chad. And, uh, we had grabbed Ben from, um, dirty Sanchez here in town. Amazing bass player. Oh, cool. dude's awesome. Can, fly up and down the neck uh one of the few bass players um i like you know bass players <laughs> bass players now um and then uh we had uh, john brown uh their second guitar player and and him and, and chad could get up and down the neck like like nobody's business we were doing That's covers right. of, of thunder horse um oh, death block mm-hmm. we recorded that put it on an ep uh along with some other goofy stuff like gadget rangers of death what the ep was called <laughs> um, and we, we literally we, we did uh, a cover of Inspector Gadget. We did a cover of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where I got to sing and do my best oh, yeah. uh, James, my be- best James Hetfield, yeah. which I thought was. Yeah. was sure, I, I knew I was doing I knew I was doing something right or wrong, if you will, when when I started singing it. And I can see the three dudes in in the booth just laughing hysterically. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm either on to something or this is terrible and I'm just going to continue doing it and see what happens. But <laughs> now with, with Battleborn, you know, we, um, yeah, we, we did a lot of cool stuff. Like, you know, a buddy of mine is, um, again, we got, we got some buddies who are uh, in the MMA world. Um, so they, they've come out to the, a couple of the songs. Oh, um, wow. That's fucking, that's fucking huge. Cool. That's a highlight. Which, which is fun. Um, uh, let's see here. We we opened for the Offspring at the Joint, which was a blast. Um, nice. That, that was that was why we we've opened for for just about. I mean that that's funny. There's there's an article they wrote about us years ago. It was like one of those. It pretty much opened for everybody. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're coming th- if you're coming through town, then we're gonna open for you. So you might as well just give us a call. That's cool. Um, Battle, but, yeah, is Battleborn I mean, still active or no? Not no not so much. We haven't been in a few years. Again, with with work being what it was, and, yeah. and our bass player was doing the same thing I was for a different company. So it's like I'd be on a project, and then if I'd come home, he might be gone on a fucking project, and back and forth. It's just yeah, kind of a hard yeah. thing to do. But um, well, but we'll no, we've been to, doing that. We'll have to get it back together for something special. Oh, definitely. Again, some sometime here in the near future, I'm sure. Uh, even if we did another Hagapalooza, which I've got buddies at home going, hey be nice to have you guys come back down and play another show because things are starting to pop off down here and i mean shoot we've already played bullhead recently we got havasu coming up um you know the tri-state's starting to pop off with a lot of good music it was funny you were talking about talking bombs the uh, lead singer yeah. um which i won't use his real name because i've already busted his balls for that but al if you will i grew up with he was my first friend when i moved from needles to laughlin oh yeah wow. so to find so to find out that he's uh he's singing in a band and he was one of the guys, even in high school, when I was more of the metalhead, who got me into punk, you know, punk rock. Like, I didn't know anything about punk until he showed me No Effects and Descendants <laughs> and the Vandals. Oh, yeah. That like, sounds really familiar. Uh huh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, he's got the Talking Bomb shirt. Yeah, it's one of my Very favorites. Very nice. Shirt. I rep brother. it all the time. 
You know, if he wasn't podcasting from his closet, he would probably have a, a harder time trying to find that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always keep it in my left pocket. No, uh, <laughs> very good dudes. I love everybody at Talking Bombs. We actually, the the Al, who you're talking about, and the drummer uh, live together, and they let us crash in their ho- at their house. Um, oh, that's our sick. very first dude. tour with, uh, when, m- with me in TV Tragedy. Uh, and then, you know, we, it was uh, us, TV Tragedy, Talking Bombs, and No Consent of Big Bear, California. And we kind of just did the whole weekend together. And so we got to bond pretty tightly with the dudes. And so when they came and played at uh, Yucca Tap Room in Tempe, we had to come and show some love. And so anytime I see them, it's all hugs all day. So, yeah. Love oh, absolutely. And, and again, with my, I, I, I'd love to be able to go. I could just jump up and go to a show, but... You know, with with work and, and a kid and doing your own band, it's it's. I'm, I'm yeah, burning the candle at, at three different ends, but I will say this: I've been trying to, and then the good news is, Talking Bombs are starting to play Vegas a bit more, so it makes it a little easier for me to go see them. Right. Yeah. Which is which is super rad because again, to see again another hometown band coming up here, it's easy for me to come up here and play shows up here. Right. Or even go home, but to see a smaller town band come to a bigger city and be able to. Hell yeah. To draw some heads and, and, and put on a good show is is, is killer because it just tells me obviously they're doing some good stuff down at home again. Yep. Yeah. So um <coughs> kind of bouncing off of what you were saying earlier, so Battleborn's happening, you guys are all kind of just trying to figure out ske- everything scheduling wise, because everyone's busy and work and these work projects that are taking uh you for instance out of town and like when, when work pisses somebody like you or I or Geo off the most, we want to go to our instrument and we don't have our drums because we're out on the road with work and it's just like, ah, it's just like this giant fucking pressure bubble that's just ready to burst, you know what I'm saying? So, do you finally just kind of pull the trigger on getting a gig at home and then like starting, uh, starting up Batteringham with like a couple friends that are more, uh, I guess, uh, 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 more available like for like rehearsals and local shows and and even out of town shows because you guys are like you got this gig coming up in Havasu so you guys are obviously leaving town and doing shows too but I'm just mainly speaking on like finding a group of guys that are kind of on the same page as you when it comes to scheduling wise and life wise and shit like that no none <laughs> of that none of that at all no so so it goes back to, we'll call it even fucking 10 years ago. Uh, there was a group of us, um, we all got wrangled in by, by Craig from Guilty um, to do this uh, kind of comedy group. But it was like, again, get his guitar player, Bob, who's amazing. Get Chad, who's obviously amazing too at guitar. We had another buddy who was amazing at guitar. We had Craig on bass, and he's a bass player. Um, and we had a, a rad drummer, but it was called Lord Stymie's Horde. It was like nine of us. We even added a guy. We even added a guy that, like John Brown, who was who was playing in uh, in in Battleborn. We brought him out for a show, and he played the George Foreman grill. Like literally, <laughs> we had him in the back with a grill, and he was making food and then chucking food at the crowd as we were playing. <laughs> so it was it was a like we were just having a fucking blast doing that and writing silly fucking songs. Oh, I love that so much. That that kind of went type away. Of shit that people won't let me do. They're like, no, Geo. Like, oh, dude. It's I would just super... go off the walls with that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, so, you would. So they already had a fucking like a list of songs that we, that we were we were playing, and then you know things kind of went away on that, and we were all kind of going back to doing what we were doing. Um, and then um, everyone again, when we started getting busy, and John had uh, and John was no longer in the band. It was just me, uh, Ben, and Chad. And then again, Ben work, my work is kind of. <laughs> What it was, what it was, I came back home and it was kind of a, hey, let's um, play some of these old songs, these, these horde songs, just for fun and why not? And uh, so a buddy of ours, Jeremy, had a place that we could go and practice them and have a good time. And we started jamming them. And at the time, Craig and Chad were in a, a band with a buddy of ours uh, and they were bouncing around names and, and they went with Protocol Zero, which is a Simpsons reference. Um, but Chad had thrown out the name Batteringham. And when he had said that out loud, um, it was like, a, oh, yeah, that we're using that. We're taking that. <laughs> you cool. can't. That, that's, that is a fucking funny fucking name. 
So um, it's a great fucking name for there's a band. A, uh, there's a well-known punk band in uh, Arizona here, and they are called just Ham. And they host mm-hmm. a thing every year called the Hammies, and it's basically like a spoof on an awards show. And they'll have different like punk the Grammys, bands come in and play. Yeah. Um, I think you guys should get together and do something you know, based off of just the name. Dude, imagine battering ham at the hammies, bro. That would be I fucking I was thinking rad. battering ham, battling ham. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. Boom. It's fucking on like Donkey Kong. That's epic, dude. I hope so, they have a finisher. Allow the got Geo mine. and Meatbag show to just stir up the pot a little bit here and start some Shh. shit. Oh. Speak for yourself, you ba- crazy hey, Battering ham, battling ham. Hey, you, you, you can be him, and we will batter you. We are battering him. I'm with it. Boy, I'm going to batter your bread. But no, we, uh, so back to it. Um, we, we just started writing some more songs and being goofy at our buddy's house and, you know, uh, sitting around and, and having a, having ourselves a time with a couple beverages and a bit of a bit of haze in the air and. Just started writing goopier and goopier songs and then uh, our buddy ended up moving to seattle and i again started working uh, on the road a bunch but once i got off the road and came home first thing i wanted to do was go beat on that kit and went up to chad's house and then it was a uh, once every couple of weeks so i'll come by with the kid and everything and as he's gotten older it's gotten a little easier so oh yeah i've been able to increase what we're doing and then kind of obviously shows these days are just everyone's opening up and wanting to bring in bring in live music and we're all about it we're all about going send us out there hell yeah dude you guys do got some funny ass songs because there's this one song i can't forgive me i can't remember the full name of it. it's like something something superhero and it's oh naked superhero yeah naked superhero and it's just it's fucking hilarious dude and somebody like haas for example he's he's a good person to bring up he loves battering him and every time like <laughs> the last two shows that we've played with you guys because i've been fortunate enough to play at battering him twice once we played at triple b's and then blast. and and that was a blast we were doing the happy campers 25th anniversary bob was a part of the happy campers they're a pretty popular band in vegas and uh and uh he wore his Batteringham shirt, of course. He does not, and 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 that just brings me to my point. Uh, we played with them at the last Weenie Roast, and he wore his Batteringham shirt. So he does not Japan. ever miss that opportunity. As well as that dude brings that shirt on tour with us, so he does wear it while we're out on the road. He loves Batteringham. <laughs> I, I look, my, and, my, and my... the funny songs. I think like a lot of the humor that you guys have in your music. I think that's what attracts people like Hoss because he's got such an awesome sense of humor, you know. Oh yeah, and apparently sure. you guys do too. And we 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 put put together some some pretty silly shit, which is always a blast. I mean, the one for Hoss, so. I, I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. We, we we didn't do it, but we were planning on ribbing him the whole time. And I mean, like we were gonna pull out every Kiss reference known to man, <laughs> and like and work them into the set like somehow, and then just get more and more obscure and Haas. whatnot. But the, <laughs> the 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 only thing I could hit him with, and that's why I'd asked him before the show, is like, hey, what's your uh, what's your middle name? And he goes, Jordan. I go, oh, what's your first name? None of your none of your fucking business. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does. Okay, okay, good. So that that set up the joke perfect for me because the second I went up there, I was like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Haas's middle name is Jordan. Uh, his first name is Beth. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a kiss reference. That's a kiss reference. <laughs> and, and 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 literally was just like, all right, yeah, we got him with that. But that no, the last time we had played down there. At a weenie roast, um, we were told um, at one point I think somebody shouted cocaine, just yelled the word cocaine. <laughs> so of course in the microphone we go cocaine, and of course Hoss comes up to us and says, "Hey, hey, don't just don't say cocaine. Whatever you do, just just <laughs> lighten up with the cocaine. The owners and the cops, and you don't want you know don't draw bad attention. Yada yada. Okay, we stopped saying cocaine. Craig went home and wrote a whole song." for this set called Don't Say Cocaine. And it's literally the story about you can do whatever the fuck you want at the Double Down. 
do what you want. It's the double down. But you just don't can't say, say cocaine. cocaine. Yep. And then, uh, and then the police, the resistance we've been working on for a while now is uh, hot for preacher. Hot for preacher. <laughs> which, 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 again, when when you've got Chad, who's an absolute wizard, um, it, it just makes it easy. Uh, it, it sounded bitching. He obviously he picked up the solo pretty quick and and flies through that bitch like no other. But then Craig obviously was able to switch some of the words around and and make it a wee bit more. Uh, I don't know how to put it. Um, not safe for work. <laughs> not work. I guess. Not work safe. Yeah, and not not something you'd be playing in front of uh in front of the office crowd, but but funny nonetheless. So we've got a couple other uh, goofy songs that you know. Again, my other car is a Tie Fighter. Um, hmm. let's see. Uh, I want to tongue punch your fart box. It was lit- literally us getting ripped over to Buddy's house, and we had just watched Tosh Point oh, and he had talked about a tweet saying, "What are you guys gonna do for your summer?" And some dude wrote him and said, "I'm gonna tongue punch your mom's fart box, and then I'm gonna read a book." <laughs> A week later, Craig comes in and goes, I got this song called Fart Box. Want to hear it? <laughs> Fuck, here we go. So so it's it's just been fun. We have one in the bag that, that we haven't quite recorded yet, which is uh, a parody of three Sting songs, but the gist of it goes to... Um, we were talking about the movie Waiting and the Batwing. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever the seen the movie sack. Waiting... Yeah, with the nutsack, where they do all the different goofy things with the nutsack, and <laughs> the bat wings, you know, the the end all be all. So I, I think at one point I mentioned that wouldn't it suck to get like a bat wing tattooed on your nutsack? Like, how would that feel? <laughs> like just getting, you know what I mean, stretching it out. Not maybe an hour and a half later, we were sitting there just talking about how we're going to turn this into a parody about getting your your balls tattooed with a bat wing and it's three different sting songs <laughs> all, all all wrapped up in one and once we actually get it done it's gonna be mwah, chef's kiss <laughs> that's fucking rad dude geo has a bat wing tattooed on him that looks like a nutsack uh, <laughs> but i rest my case <laughs> but i rest Is, my case did, did you finally put meaning behind that tattoo no Nope. That, it's just that. that. That that is what a bat wing tattoo would look like if it was on a nutsack. Pretty much. Exactly. I think that's, that's what it, it is. Right there. Yeah, that's we it, just dude. solved the mystery together, guys. It's all stretched out. Geo's <laughs> shoulder is. used to be a fucking nutsack. <laughs> that's the it's that's the bubblegum bat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know how your testicles photo. look like chewed up bubblegum? That that's that is. I'll I'll post so, a photo for this episode. Yeah, there you go. My there you go. Meat. <laughs> post the nailed it photo, dude. The nailed it. The yeah. Nail. Yeah, you gotta post that one. So, <laughs> so, so Batteringham fucking rips, dude. Thank I I, I really appreciate you guys and 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 just the the couple times that we've got to play together and shit. Last Winnie Rose, dude, we sat down next to each other at the machines and we just like talked and talked and talked and like we just. And uh, and one thing we talked about, and one thing that we bonded on, which is obviously why you're fucking here, is you're a big pro wrestling fan, and that's fucking super awesome too. You is bro. everybody else in Batteringham pro wrestling fans too? Not a fucking chance in the world. Yeah, not so, a chance in the I, world. I, I get that. I know how that feels. Oh, the, 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 the closest one I've got is um, I think Chad had said he had stopped by his parents' house one night. It was a Friday night. And um, this was before American Alpha. So he had seen Otis, and I think he was still doing the heavy machinery shit. Yeah. Where he was doing the, the Caterpillar and some other shit. And, and he came into practice one day and like, who's this fucking Otis guy? And I was like, how the fuck do you know who Otis is? Like, what's this? <laughs> like, it was on TV and I walked to my parents' house. I think they had just left it on the channel and shit. And <laughs> I just saw him and he looked funny. I was like, dude, there's some funny shit. Again, it's... <laughs> It's a mixed bag, and the, the hard part nowadays is that uh, WWE has not been consistent enough for me to want to spend my time worrying about, am I going to watch this tonight or not? Like, right. AEW keeps me on, on edge, like, and, and right. not, not to the point of being overly crazy about it. Like, I'm not going to watch the darks by any means, but right. it's, one yeah. of the, it's one of those things where the, the, the storylines are great, BTE's amazing, it's funny as hell. Right. 
You yeah. Know, so. uh, nobody in Franks and Beans watches wrestling at all. Like, there's just no chance anyone. And I used to be in Squared, but I left. So Gio's the only person in his band now that watches wrestling. Well, and so. TV Tragedy, too. So double, double down on that. So, yeah, there's <laughs> right. fucking two bands oh, yeah, I'm in now and, that I'm the only one. And you know what? I'm lucky because in the accident theory, Joey does actually... Yeah. He actually watches. Well, well, here's the funny part. My like my, my wife, you know, I think summed it up perfectly because I kind of, I'll, I'll try and long story short this. I, I fell out of it for years, years and years. And oh, years. we all and did. When, we all did. And then, and then when Sting was announced to come back, it was one of those. All right, I've got to watch WrestleMania 32. Like he's finally getting his moment. So we all kind of came back what, around the same time too. Then they 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 yeah. shit the bed with that, but that wasn't the oh, point yeah. I'm getting at. What what hooked me back and got me was Rollins and Orton. When oh, Rollins yeah. when Rollins sets up that that curb stomp and then Orton launches him in the air and RKO's RKO lands. Him. It was like one of those. Th- That's a WrestleMania moment. These these dudes are doing Cirque de Soleil shit. Like what? Okay, and then they rob Sting, and that was a bullshit fucking match. But it was like one of those. All right, they're gonna fuck around that character, which I'm glad he's he's gone from that. But the Rollins character was a holy shit. This is rad. And who are these guys doing this fucking crazy? So I watched the Monday, and then the next Monday, and then the wife started kind of getting into it because Alexa Bliss is five foot of fury, and my wife four foot eleven, so she thought she was you know right cool the shit she was flying but she's like so basically it's stuntmen with a storyline and i went thank you yeah because there's no other way to put it to people who don't watch it you watch pro wrestling or or like uh keith lee or or uh one um i think it was keith lee who had said it was one of those the hardest part about pro wrestling is when, when people start talking about it they give you the under their breath like you can watch pro wrestling yeah yeah you watch fucking game of thrones so what yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. like, you're like you're entertained. Like I it's literally like, watch live stuntmen on a nightly basis do nightly stunts, and they don't get to fucking go to Universal Studios and do the same shit over and over and over again. They got to change right. that shit up on a nightly basis with different dance partners and a different storyline, and it's constantly evolving. I'm like, but essentially, yes, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching a stunt fucking a stunt show with a storyline. Exactly. So the people yeah, that are exactly. trying to watch it for like like actual competition fighting are in it for the wrong reasons it's it's well, a marvel movie, nobody you know nobody sure. can nobody realistically watches this shit and goes oh this one fuck again it, you'd be fucking asinine to think that any of it's real but the idea is going i'm not watching it for the realness if i if it'd be like ripping people apart but nothing's real yellowstone's not real either there was 1883 right. there's game of thrones Either there's whatever <laughs> fucking shitty show you watch. Yeah. But again, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not real. Yeah. Even we your all... reality television is fucking scripted. So, yeah, we all, yeah we're all we watching all entertainment. Our... <laughs> yeah, we, we all have our but... crappy TV that we're guilty of watching. <laughs> we all I have our on uh... order. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. You know what I mean? I just but... so happen to dig watching a, a fucking live stunt show. And what's even crazier is I'm not well... trying to sound like a dick, but... Sometimes watching fuck up is kind of funny. Yeah, the yeah. botches are pretty funny. Botches well, are fucking great. Let's 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 uh, get into pro wrestling. Let's save a little bit of this chat for a little bit later on in the show. I do appreciate pro wrestling, but I kind of want to talk a little bit more about Batteringham before we wrap up this segment. So, uh, what are the what are like some of the I we were talking about wrestlemania moments and i don't know why it kind of just fucking stuck in my head because like whatever you have wrestlemania moments and constantly musicians and pro wrestling fans like ourselves can correlate and can and and relate to correlate the two together so it's like what are some of like your moments that you've had in batteringham that are just like super fucking memorable just like shit that just means a lot to you just like Dude. just a couple of them you know because you've been doing this what do you guys say about five six years now yeah but that's the hard part is it's not it hasn't been consistent because obviously well when you're in work and everything and obviously the shutdown being what it is it's but you guys one of those... still get out there and play some killer fucking shows and you guys also put out some killer records so you know I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to you know think or see if like you guys have 
any like good good moments that you want to share with everybody listening and uh you know some some I, wrestlemania worthy moments you know okay I mean? all right i've got i've got a couple off the top of my head now um and they all involve the plurals is and cadaver pudding the plurals um, are awesome and so is cadaver pudding by the way so we did a three band three piece three state three way was the name of it whoa and we did so it was us cadaver pudding and the plurals is and we did uh we did double down i think it was a thursday we went and played uh lazy harry's on a friday um and then we went down to menifee on a saturday and those dudes are just a blast but we were pulling out magic tricks every night um <laughs> like we, we we pulled out no sleep till laughlin while no. we were playing bullhead because we have done um one of the things we've done as Batteringham um was uh the beastie boys tribute show uh, and oh that wow one, that that one uh got some rave reviews the unfortunate part is it, depending on how you fucking look at it is i cannot tell you how many times i hear when are you guys gonna do a beastie boys show is like dude we're playing the double down with our shit fucking you know yeah. next week if you want to come see oh you want to see us do with somebody else's stuff well okay well no yes. that but that that was fun but we did that one and then when we got down to menifee with the boys um tom and um if you're listening to this tom i love you but fuck you for this one um, had literally decided to tell everybody that we're going to play the Menifee show in dresses. Everybody. Oh, wow. All nine members, three different bands, and his lady uh, had gotten us all dresses to wear for this show. And with the right amount of, uh, we'll call it liquid courage and um, green stupidity, uh, we all put on, uh, we put, put on our dresses and played this show. Hell yeah. And, and, look very cute but um no if, that That's that, that one for me awesome. was a was memorable <laughs> because it was such a fun weekend um and then we got to cruise with uh with laser Lavin, um nice. just ride wise like so he rode with us and lav is just amazing uh he recorded the the second ep uh that we did which um is out now trent from the paroles did the artwork which um i finally got a, a brand new bass drum head yeah um, i see with that. that with with the artwork on there so, so i'm dope. stoked because because uh trent's obviously amazing when it comes we've, to the artwork we've played the plurals as once on the podcast but now that we're talking about it again it's gonna pique geo's interest because i can see it it's on his face right now his the numbers are going his his brain is ticking he's like i need to listen to the pluralses i need you, to listen to this band and you're he is going to fall deeply in love with them when They're you fucking so hear awesome. the pluralses I'll put, I'll put it this way. Um, they're so good. I sing a plurals song to my kid when he gets in the bath and he loves it. It's called baby. I'm a merman. Huh. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. But then I got a song called baby fight, which they wanted me to get him, uh, holding like a, a knife of some sort. Uh, but it's literally, if you're old enough to crawl, then you're old enough to brawl. So put down your fucking sippy cup and put your fucking boots up, but baby fight. Dude, like, the plurals are brilliant. There's dude, no other way to put it. The, and the fact the... that we they're coming home, uh, we get to play with them at Seaboard Tack with Cadaver Pudding and Stagnati's Cock. I think I said that right. Stagnati's Cock? Yeah. Um, on June 4th. Um, so the fact Where's that Lab is gone um, at Starboard Tack here in town over on the east side in Vegas on June 4th. Wow, Pluralses uh, are fucking getting together plurals, for the show, huh? Pluralses are coming home, wow. um, so I'm excited for that. Cadaver Pudding's making their way out. Uh, super excited for that, too. Um, first time, I think, I play with Stagnati's Cock, but they're bitching. They're a fucking rad band, too, so that'll be a fun time. Dude, I gotta I gotta throw this out there. So we're talking about the Pluralses, and they have this song, Geo, and it's a pretty quick song, and it fucking throws you off, dude. And the, the lyrics in the song are... 15. Uh, 15, 15. I, it's called 15 and the lyrics in the song are I had sex with a 15 year old girl and he repeats it about five times and at the end of the song he says but I hold was on, 15 hold on Gio oh my ready God. for this Gio I fucked I, a 15 year old girl it meant absolutely nothing I fucked a 15 year old girl when I was also 15 yes oh that's God. the that's the song dude 
and they <laughs> listening to wild. these guys play this dude you're listening to these guys play this in front of a crowd and watching people's jaws drop and it's such a quick <laughs> song like this is this is what nick is talking about how they're geniuses because they do it so quickly just so people's jaws you know they don't drag that out so long and their jaws are dropped for only a yeah. few seconds and then when he hits you but i was also 15 and then it just like it 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 all that's just fucking, like settles there clever. and everyone laughs and it's hilarious it's, and it's like a it's troll on the audience it, too it's like trolling the audience it is the, dude. the so. punchlines come quick they are fucking great and and I, i'm just i don't know <laughs> how else to put it with them like you need to go uh, nicole uh from franks and deans is yeah, in was... one of their music videos um on youtube for she was asking for it and oh cool again they are fucking super rad but then cadaver pudding if you haven't heard them you've got to hear it's not gay if it's underwater <laughs> um they're they, they've got some fucking just funny shit and i think that's been the, the cool part with 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 batteringham has just been uh, do we get to just fucking have fun you know what i mean yeah. like it's literally something goopy pops in your head write it down let, let, let's make a song about it <laughs> and, and and there's you know, that that sort of writing process has been fucking super fun i'm sure for craig because i don't do a fucking thing i sit and play and count to four yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then I, well, I, I occasionally i'll say something stupid and then craig will, will show up to practice with, with whatever stupid thing i said and then i made a song because it's pretty dumb <laughs> no, you got to give yourself more credit than that, man. You're yes. out there ripping, kicking ass. Absolutely. Oh, no, he you guys, is, again, can't wait to play with you guys again, too. Yeah, dude, of course. Um, it's been a while since I played with TV Tragedy, so that would be a fucking fun one, especially with you in there. Yeah. Dude, it's it's it's, it's all it's all so much fun getting to play together. This has been so much fun having you on the show here. I got one more question for you before I let go of you. Cause I got I got you on a tight grip right now. I we know, gotcha. but I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly let you go. What song is your favorite song to play from Batteringham? From Batteringham. Yes. Cause I know you probably like them all. I know it's kind of somewhat of a cliche question, but sometimes you can get somebody to open up a little bit, and then they 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 really get into why. They love this song so much. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, duck, duck, cock. Duck, duck, cock. Duck, duck, cock. So there's a story behind it. Okay. Um, okay. Um, it was a song that we played um, when we were doing Lord Simon's Horde. Um, but the first time we did it as Batteringham, uh, the premise is kind of like you're playing a childhood game of like Duck Duck Goose, but it's not Duck Duck Goose. It is uh, Duck Duck Cock. <laughs> and and uh, I won't get into the lyrics um, because it kind of ruins the punch of that song. You kind of just got to hear it. Right. Uh, because the first time, again, usually when we're back there playing drums, it's like I'm, I'm more don't fuck this up versus what is he actually saying unless there's a part that I need to sing too until we record it and then I finally get to hear what the words are said. The end of that song makes me piss my pants because uh, <laughs> of the stuff that he says, um, which is just great. But the first time I played it live as Batteringham, I remember you know, having a couple of drinks and, and I knew again what it was like, hey, can we get you guys to come sit up front like a, like a semicircle? Like kind of, and some dude yells out, what, like duck, duck, goose? <laughs> and it was like one of those, dude, that dude just lobbed up the greatest softball. Now all we got to do is hit it out of the fucking park. <laughs> and we did, and it was just fucking mayhem, which that, again, that song has been around for fucking ever, yeah. from before Batteringham, um, and it is just a really fun, goofy song. And again, we get to the end of it, and I know what they're saying. I don't sing that part, but I know what the boys are saying there, and... I can't help but giggle every fucking time we get to that part. So that that would have to be at, at this point. I, which, I, I hate even fucking saying that because I could go into a diatribe about every fucking song because sure. let's be honest, they're they're fun. Like that's the yeah. best part about playing it. All this stuff is they're quick, they're short, they're fun, they're, they're yeah. goofy. I mean, I mean, I can't wait to record George Takai versus Uranus. 
But but I can see why this one came to your mind first because that's just a fucking hilarious story. What like no no goose like it's just it's just super awesome, man. And you're super fucking awesome. And I I just really you appreciate awesome. you, man. Your time your time here is much appreciated. And dude, thanks to you, you're fucking no. Rad. Thank you're you dope. guys. Now, dude, Nick dude, rips. No, rips. you oh, yeah. fucking rip. You, and 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 by the way, um, when you guys uh, when we played Hot for Preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were outside talking about the idea that we've got to do uh, uh, a Ham and Dean's uh, little yes. run. Uh, yes. One, one of the things, you have your blue shells, mm-hmm. or excuse me, you've got your blue heads. I've got my pink piggy heads. So <laughs> so it was, it was, I told Haas, this is blue versus pink. Like, this is round one. Here we go. And when we hit him with, uh, with Don't Say Cocaine and then followed up with, uh, with Hopper Preacher, I was like, whew, we've got him on the ropes. I mean, I don't want to say. And then, and then you fucking dickheads went and pulled out DLR with a trumpet player. Huh. And again, trumpet player. And yeah, nailed. Uh, Sad and lonely? Yes. Uh, uh, the it was beautiful. We're speaking of the greatest uh, human being on earth, uh, David Lee Roth, also known from Dave TV. Uh, just, a, just, a, just a wonderful, wonderful song. And uh, it's it's always wonderful to have Brain from Monkey uh, come up to these Weenie Roast, dude. And I've talked about it here on the show before. He just shows up with his trumpet unannounced. Like, he'll just make a post, all right, fly into Weenie Roast. And he just shows up with his trumpet and always plays Gigolo with us. And it's fucking, it's awesome. So That's awesome. It, it was, Thank it you. Was, it was gorgeous. I will say this, too. Uh, going back to the old River days, uh, one of the first uh, cassettes I remember having uh, was DLR. Just like Paradise. Yeah. Nice. That that Good whole song. solo album, and it was just like one of those. Wow, I remember him rock climbing to it now, having flashbacks. You know, oh, this is a bad idea. Was, Let's stop talking to LR. Okay, that was the name of his whole song. But I do remember that song. But yeah, this that was the name of that. It's like living in paradise. Yeah, and that's a whole record. Wow. Uh huh. And I'm, new, I'm new to some of this stuff. Like, even, like, a lot of the Franks and Dean stuff, dude. Like, they go, they take it way back, dude. And a lot of the stuff, I don't know. So, I'm just, I'm like a sponge, dude. I'm just learning. Which is perfect. Because, again, you're with a rad group of dudes. I mean, with the exception of the cop you guys have in your group, you know, everyone <laughs> else is pretty cool. <laughs> well, th- uh, that that is actually a compliment coming from a band full of pigs. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah. you guys very, well, very much. Meatbag, thank you, you talk so about much, learning. Man. You like learning. Well, let me learn you something real quick here. And um, let me well, learn everybody at home listening real quick about what? permanent vacations. Permanent Vacation presents one of our sponsors here at the GL Meatbag Show. And what they do is they present shows for the people to go to. So I have right a couple here that in I want to Phoenix, Arizona. I have a couple that I want to shoot off real quick um, just for the month of May. We only have two, but that is Friday, May 27th at the Yucca North in Flagstaff. We have the Slackers, um, Ska Punk. Uh, alongside uh, We Are The Union from L.A. and Kill Lincoln from Washington. Um, the Slackers come all the way from New York. So come and check it out. It is at 7 p.m., 21 and up, uh, $25 in advance, $30 at the door the day of the event. So if you're in Flagstaff or Northern Arizona, go and check that out, please. Uh, also, same wait, day. Wait, 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 wait. I don't mean to cut you off. You said kill Lincoln from Washington? Yes. That is, are they from Washington or was like like an order from Washington to kill Lincoln? <laughs> no, they are from Washington. It's kind of oh. brilliant. It's kind of brilliant. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> the way that rolled off, I was I was getting I was like, wow, Washington. I didn't know he had heat with fucking with Lincoln, but. Right. <laughs> but yes, yeah. guys, as Gio was saying, these great shows come from Permanent Vacation Presents. We got one more to shout out for you. Same day, Friday, May 27th, uh, it's going to be at the Nile down here in Mesa, Phoenix area. Um, if you're in the Arizona area listening, uh, the, the Nile, um, let's see here. What to expect? We got the Ponds from L.A. and then, of course, Cancer Slug all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. 
There's more special guests to be announced, so check that out. And it's also going to be all ages, $15 in advance. We have the link for these events in the episode details. So go ahead and click on them if you would like to go. Thank you so much. Permanent Vacation Presents. We love you guys for bringing us these rad shows. PermanentVacationPresents.com as well as Permanent Vacation Presents on all social media platforms. Uh, Purchase your tickets there. Go see a rad event in Phoenix today or soon. Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank our guest once again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Stay tuned so we can get right back to you. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, dude, I'm uh, I love talking talking shop about this, but I want to talk shop about dynamite. That's right. right let's well, let's be honest. Garby like just went to, fucking uh, ham. I would like you to announce one of the songs. Um and yeah, I want some music before I, we get into wrestling. Yeah, I wanted to have a little fun yeah. with it and uh possibly hear something from Battleborn. From Battleborn. Yeah. You know what? If you want to do something fun, um, I would say uh, go ahead and pull up the old track from Gadget Rangers of Death. Um, go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah. All there right. You go. Awesome. Yeah. And you're singing on that one, one right? Isn't that I'm what you singing say? on that All one because right. it's, it's a goofy-ass song. Normally, I, I tell everyone Thumper, uh, but... In this case, let's do something silly. Yeah, let's let's do Power Rangers. All right, let's hear some Battleborn, Go Go Power Rangers, and then we're gonna get into some Through the Table. Yeah. <laughs> Before. 
and where'd you find this? If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Soup Recording, where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Soup Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSoupRecording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687.